Well, howdy y'all. Welcome back to Once Upon a Time in Texas with episode number 57. I am your host, Michael Mitchell. And as always, I kind of want to start off with a little bit of just random stuff. So uh, I am a member of the, uh, a member, a member of the Southwest Wichita Falls Rotary Club. And uh, happy to say that a couple of good things have happened. We got a $1,500 um, donation from a local realtor, Miss Allison Gray, who is uh, sponsoring our rib feed for our clay shoot coming up. So that's a big deal. So Allison, if you're a listener, thank you so much. Sure appreciate you. Allison Gray here in Wichita Falls. Good lady. Um, then, of course, uh, we've also given away our money that we raised over the last year. We were able to support 23 organizations through our grant process and gave away a significant chunk of change and uh, really helping out some fantastic nonprofits and their projects here locally. In other news, um, daughter number two, Shanna, is in the Rider Raider Color Guard, which is the last year for the Rider Raiders, because the new high schools are opening up. So next year she'll be a Memorial Maverick. But <clears throat> they've been competing in Winter Guard, and they didn't do great at their first one, and then they've been second place since then. And at their last competition, they hit first place. So she's been on Cloud 9. That's a pretty good deal, so... That's pretty awesome. Um, daughter number one, Lorelai, um, is not only getting her vigil in the Order of the Arrow, which is a which is a Boy Scout thing. For those of y'all that have been in the Boy Scouts, um, you know what I'm talking about. Um, but she's also been doing um, shooting competitions, and specifically this time, Air Rifle with the JROTC um, unit out of Ryder High School. She went and competed in Mustang, Oklahoma, and I think they got, she got third place individual overall, um, second place in kneeling, second place in prone, and then her team got second place. So really big deal. Um, my son Raylan got voted into the Order of the Arrow, which I wasn't sure he was going to make it just because he's still young in the, in the scout program. Um, but the other kids, the other scouts and his Boy Scout troop felt that he had earned it. And so he got voted in. So pretty good week so far for the family. <clears throat> so this week's podcast, um, we all know the song, The Yellow Rose of Texas. But what are the song's origins um, did you know that the original lyrics are actually very different from what we all know? And so I'm proposing we just take a gander at the Yellow Rose of Texas and maybe dig into that history just a little bit. <clears throat> As you can tell, I've maybe got a little bit of a cold, a little snotty, so you're probably going to hear me clear my voice and stuff a little bit. Sorry, it is what it is. Before we take a look at the Yellow Rose of Texas, I would like to thank our sponsors as always. That's me and Victory Home Loans. I know there are tons of people out there moving, not just in Texas and Oklahoma, but kind of everywhere. And I know y'all do too. So you know what? Let me help them out. 
Uh, I am with Victory Home Loans. We're licensed in 15 states. We're going to be adding more pretty soon. And uh, yeah, if I'm not licensed in that state, I can still help out as far as getting you hooked up with one of my teammates. Uh, and if we're not licensed in that state, period, then we'll get you hooked up through the broker network with the right person to make that American dream of home ownership come true. So, you know, if you know someone that is moving and they want to work with somebody who's faster, cheaper, and easier, send them my way. Send them to themichaelmitchell.com, T-H-E, michaelmitchell.com. Let me help them out. Remember when you work with me and Victory Home Loans, we sell dreams, not mortgages. So where did this week's idea came, uh, come from? Well, I was trying to think of what to do for a podcast this week, and I was with my daughter, who is also our, uh, our lodge chief for Wichita Lodge 35, which is the OA, the Order of the Arrow Lodge. We were at a Boy Scout meeting doing the uh, elections process, and I was outside, and there's there's the, the Wichita Circle Trail nearby, and there was somebody a ways off on the trail, but I could hear that they were singing, at least I think, the song Yellow Rose of Texas. And that got me thinking, where did that come from? Like, what is that song about? I don't know that I've ever really thought about it. Um, so here we are. The Yellow Rose of Texas. So, the Yellow Rose of Texas, per Wikipedia, is a traditional American song dating back to at least the 1850s. Members of the Western Writers of America chose it as one of the top 100 Western songs of all time. Many versions of the song have been recorded, the most popular of which was by a guy named Mitch Miller, whose version reached number one in the U.S. in 1955, and its popularity made it an unofficial state song of Texas, although the actual state song is called Texas, Our Texas. <clears throat> so let's take a look at the lyrics, as most of us know them. I'm just going to read them off, not going to sing them. So here it is. There's a yellow rose in Texas that I'm going to see. Nobody else could miss her, not half as much as me. She cried so when I left her, it like to broke my heart. And if I ever find her, we never more will part. Second verse. She's the sweetest little rosebud that Texas ever knew. Her eyes are bright as diamonds. They sparkle like the dew. You may talk about your Clementine and sing of Rosalie, but the yellow rose of Texas is the only girl for me. Where the Rio Grande is flowing and starry nights are bright, she walks along the river in the quiet summer night. I know that she remembers when we parted long ago, I promised to return and not to leave her so. She's the sweetest little rosebud that Texas ever knew. Her eyes are bright as diamonds, they sparkle like the dew. You may talk about your Clementine and sing of Rosalie, but the yellow rose of Texas is the only girl for me. Next verse. Oh, now I'm going to find her for my heart is full of woe. We'll do the things together we did so long ago. We'll play the banjo gaily. She'll love me like before and the yellow rose of Texas shall be mine forevermore. 
She's the sweetest little rosebud that Texas ever knew. Her eyes are bright as diamonds. They sparkle like the dew. You may talk about your Clementine and sing of Rosalie, but the yellow rose of Texas is the only girl for me. So that's the one that most of us know. So the earliest known version of the Yellow Rose of Texas is found in Christie's Plantation Melodies number two. It was a songbook published under the authority of Edward Pierce Christie in Philadelphia in 1853. Christie was the founder of the blackface minstrel show known as Christie's Minstrels. The song was uncredited in the original songbook and it had no sheet music to it at all. And in 1858, someone named J.K. revised the lyrics of the song and added a piano accompaniment to the song. So research in 2010 proposed that J.K. was John Kelly, who used the stage name J.K. Campbell, later J.K. Edward, as a member of the Christie's Minstrels. It is possible that J.K. was the original writer of the song. So... Like most minstrel songs, the lyrics are written in a cross between a parody of a generic Creole dialect historically attributed to African Americans and standard American English. So the song is written in the first person from the perspective of an African American singer who refers to himself as a darkie longing to return to a yellow girl, which is considered a light-skinned or biracial woman born of African and African-American and European-American progenitors. And in the 1858 version, J.K. changed the lyrics from Yellow Girl to Yellow Rose. So there you go. And so it is still Black History Month. And this actually, I'd already done my two parts on Black History, but then this popped up. And so this is kind of cool. So, again, here are the original lyrics as they can be found. Please do not take offense. There, there are no bad N-words or anything in here. But this is the earliest known version from 1853 in the Christie's Plantation Melodies Number 2. And I thought they were kind of interesting. I thought you would want to hear this. And so, like I said, the guy refers to himself as a darkie. And the yellow girl is a light-skinned African-American woman. So here are the lyrics. There's a yellow girl in Texas that I'm going down to see. No other darkies know her. No darkie, only me. She cried so when I left her that it liked to broke my heart. And if I ever find her, we never more will part. I believe that's the chorus. I'm sorry. The chorus is the next one. She's the sweetest girl of color that this darkie ever knew. Her eyes are bright as diamonds and sparkle like the dew. You may talk about your dearest ma and sing of Rosalie, but the yellow rose of Texas beats the bells of Tennessee. Where the Rio Grande is flowing and the starry nights are bright, oh, she walks along the river in the quiet summer night. And she thinks, if I remember when we parted long ago, I promised to come back again and not to leave her so. And then it's the chorus again. Oh, I'm going now to find her for my heart is full of woe and we'll sing the songs together that we sang so long ago. We'll play the banjo gaily and we'll sing our sorrows o'er and the yellow girl of Texas shall be mine 
forevermore. So that's kind of interesting. It's a little bit different perspective. And so then that gets me thinking, because I am a curious feller. Who exactly was the Yellow Rose of Texas? Like, what the heck? And this gets me into some interesting history here. And this is going to be a shorter podcast. Um, but I, I want to get into this. And so womenintexashistory.org talks about the Yellow Rose of Texas. And so here it is. I'm going to read it verbatim from their site because they did such a dang good job. <clears throat> a Texas-sized legend has grown up around Emily West, often known as Emily Morgan, the Yellow Rose of Texas. She is thought to have been a free black woman who came to Texas in 1835 with Colonel and Mrs. James Morgan. The name West may have come from her association with Mrs. Emily West de Zavala, the wife of Lorenzo de Zavala. According to legend, Emily D. West was captured by Mexican General Antonio Lopez de Santa Ana as he marched to fight General Sam Houston at the Battle of San Jacinto in 1836. Myth credits West with sending word of Santa Ana's whereabouts to Houston and then entertaining the Mexican general, distracting him enough that Houston's troops swept in and defeated the Mexican army in 18 minutes. The song, The Yellow Rose of Texas, first published in 1858, popularized this myth. However, there is no reliable evidence that this story is true. But it continues, After Texas won the battle, Emily West applied for and received a passport back to her home in New York, probably around 1837. Legends about the woman who have seduced the leader, or I'm sorry, legends about women who have seduced the leaders of powerful enemies, thereby causing their defeat, have have existed since early times. Texas has its own such story called the Yellow Rose of Texas, and it's a tale of a light-skinned slave woman who distracted Mexican General Santa Ana in his tent in San Jacinto long enough to allow Sam Houston to come in and take over. So, Although this legend is colorful, there is little truth about it. The Yellow Rose was thought to be Emily Morgan, the slave of a Texas commander. And this, some of this kind of repeats a little bit, but it gives a little bit different history. So there was a woman at San Jacinto, but her real name was Emily D. West, a free woman from the East Coast employed as Morgan's housekeeper. She was probably taken prisoner along with other black servants by Mexican soldiers as they spread through the area, in which case she could have actually been at Santa Ana's camp. Um, Given the history of female prisoners of war, though, it is more likely that she was a victim of sexual assaults, um, more so than she seduced General Santa Ana to save Texas. So in 1837, saying that she had lost her free papers in San Jacinto, Emily West asked for and was granted a passport to leave Texas, She most likely did as soon as she could. And so, yeah, we don't really know where the Yellow Rose of Texas came from, but this legend really lives on because this is all I can find. I can't really find a lot of other stuff about it. 
So there you go. The Yellow Rose of Texas. You know, changed it from the Yellow Girl in Texas, who I'm going to see, to the Yellow Rose of Texas that I'm going to see. Nobody else could miss her, not half as much as me. She cried so when I left her, it liked to broke my heart, and if I ever find her, we never more will part. It's kind of a sweet song, I guess, after it was changed up. So, yeah. This is a... A little shorter podcast, but I am short on time. I'm I'm heading off to do some training, and, and this kind of came up to me a little short, but there it is. There's the story of the Yellow Rose of Texas. What do y'all think? They, they obviously changed it, and it's been changed considerably over the years. There's a bunch of different versions, but I just gave you the, the original and then the one that was the most popular. So what do y'all think? Let me know. What other weird or off-the-wall or interesting Texas history would you like to hear about? I want to thank our sponsors again, of course. You know, me and Victory Home Loans. Keep in mind, if you know someone moving basically anywhere in the United States, send them my way. Send them to themichaelmitchell.com, T-H-E, michaelmitchell.com. I love to help people laugh and smile and help get them into homes of their own. So thank you all for tuning in to the short version of Once Upon a Time in Texas this week. And as always, remember, the stars at night are big and bright, deep in the heart of Texas. Y'all have a great week.